Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Everybody, David Dago, welcome to another episode of the Successful Mind Podcast. Today we're talking about why are you stuck where you are. Uh, here's a revelation, probably because you want to be stuck where you are. You know, we get questions constantly: How do I change my income? How do I change my marriage? How do I how do I find happiness? How do I find my purpose? Um, has it ever occurred to you that you are where you are because that's exactly where you want to be? You know, I, I don't think that many people actually consider that when they're, when they're miserable, when they're not getting the results that uh, they say they want, it's because they don't really want them. You know, I do a, a, a goal-setting uh, part of seminars that I do, Um and in, in the goal setting, one of the things that we talk about is that there's, there's two very important questions that you have to be able to answer yes to in order to get where you want to go, in order to accomplish a goal. One of them is, am I able? Am I able to be successful? Am I able to be whatever I want to be? Am I able to be wealthy, right? So it's the, am I able? And then the second one is, am I willing? The idea is that you have to be able to answer yes to both of those, and it has to be a pretty congruent, conscious yes in a person's mind. And I've taught for years that, you know, the the am I able part, um, it should be a pretty easy yes for most people because if you just look at human history, if you look at what we have created, what we have invented— all the things that are created by by human beings, um, the the uh, the achievements that we've made, both good and bad, in every direction uh, throughout history. The one thing that it points to, if you get out of the specifics of those things, is that the ability of the human being to create something is astronomical. Like it's 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 amazing what we can create. And if you take a step back and you really get in and you focus on the idea of how are we able to actually do that, um, it, it starts to become fundamentally true that there's laws that the entire universe is governed by. And one of the major laws that human beings create with is the perpetual law of transmutation of energy. And, and really what that means is that energy in, in throughout the entire universe is consistently moving to and through things. Um, and we know that the energy turns into the thing that it moves through. Life has a genetic code. All of life has a genetic code. And that genetic code determines what that energy, how, what form and purpose and functionability that energy is going to take as it moves to and through that thing, whatever that thing is. And human beings are one of that thing. We are a thing in the universe. We are a life form in the universe. We have a genetic code, but we also have what I like to call a, a, a spiritual DNA or um, a generational, possibly like a, a 
purpose-filled generational DNA that always seems to match wherever we are in history. Um, So the idea is that there is this constant creation and movement forward of life. And within the movement forward of life, we have what we look at as things that are good that we bring to the table of humanity and things that are not good that we bring to the table. Meaning, human beings have the ability to create either or in their life. Now, the second question is, am I willing? If I, if I answer yes to am I able, then the question is, am I willing? Well, am I willing what? And this is where the, prob- this is where this, the problem comes from for, for the idea today. Most people walk around talking about how much they want their life to be better. They want more money. They want better health. They want to be in better shape. They want more sex or better sex. They want uh, better relationships. Uh, They want a better job. They want a better business. They want a better car. They want a better house. They want to be able to travel. Today, one of the things that we're going through is they want better government. Like, we're so split down the middle in the United States, uh, you know, it's it's insane. And I might touch on that a little bit later in the show. But we want, want, want things to be better. And for the most part, we walk around complaining about what we don't have and then constantly saying, I wish or I want things to be better without ever considering the idea of why we're in the situation that we're in. Now, if we get down to the the individual's uh, position in life, think about your own position in life, what you have created, where you are, what you're experiencing as your life. If you want it to be better and you've wanted it to be better for, for some time and it's not getting better, you're probably looking it for reasons that it's not getting better. But here's the truth. The real truth is the reason it's not getting better is because you're not willing to do what it takes in order for it to be better. Uh, we're at a time in history now where because of the internet, there's virtually no topic that we can't type into that damn thing and come up with all the resources that will tell us how to basically do anything. Um, it's all there, and it's all there for, you know, it's relatively free. That information is free. It'll tell you how to lose weight. It'll tell you how to have better sex. It'll tell you how to get out of debt. It'll tell you how to become wealthy. It'll tell you how to have better relationships. Um, it'll tell you how to remove the negative from your life. It'll tell you how to be more positive. It'll tell you how to find a job, how to start a business, how to build a team. Anything that you could possibly want in your life that you think uh, would make your life better That information is there and it's free. And yet people still walk around complaining and bitching and moaning and and blaming and being a victim because they're simply, the truth is, they're simply not willing to do what it takes to change. Now, I have a a, a bit of a, um, a shift on this idea here. The idea of am I able you become able when you become willing. When we talk about able from not just a, a, a metaphorical idea in our mind, like am I able, let me look at the history of humanity and see, have other people done this before? Do I know anybody that's done this? Can I research a biography or the history of a person and how they've actually done something? That's one thing. But 
If we take able and we want to actually make it practical, then in order for it to become practical, we have to be willing. Otherwise, it's absolutely not practical. It's not in, in any, any, any shape. I mean, it, it just isn't. So th- what's the problem? The problem is, is that people aren't willing. They say that they want change. They say that they want things to be different. But when it comes down to what do I have to do to do it, they're simply not willing to do it. I know just from my own personal history and working with people for for over two decades now that I've never met anybody that can't change. I've met so many people that have changed their life so significantly from where they they once were in all kinds of dire straits, um, whether it's a, a, a blown business or a blown marriage or, or their finances were so screwed it, w- it looked like they would never get out, to changing it over to where they're happy, they're healthy, they're wealthy, they're, they're using their, their creativity, um, they're contributing to life, they're actually making a difference, and they're in a place psychologically, emotionally, where they couldn't be happier. They're just unbelievably happy individuals. But without question, every single one of them stepped into the willingness of doing it. They literally said, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm willing to do it. I've also seen people that I'll have a, I'll have a, a real, you know, uh, hard, truthful conversation with someone before I work with them. Uh, or if they tell me that they, they're, they're thinking about coaching, you know, would I coach them? And I say to them basically this, I'll, I will work with the person provided that they do exactly what it is that I tell them to do based on the result that they say that they want. The day that they start telling me that they're not going to do it, I'm done. Like, I do not want to work with that individual. And the reason that I don't want to work with them is because their way will never get them the result that they're looking for. To argue about what the price is for what you want to achieve is a fool's game. You're being a complete fool to sit around and argue about the price of something. The other thing, because I started, I started asking myself, where, where is this uh, nonsense and entitlement coming from? And I think it comes from the idea that when it comes to personal prof- professional development, uh, whether it's formal if you like, if you if you kind of trace the history of where it came from, and you you look at the books and the recordings of the people that came before us that really kind of preach that message, we something becomes very obvious over a period of time, and I think what's obvious about it is that originally that message was about empowerment, empowerment so that you you were you were not only um, knowledgeable about your willingness, but you embraced it. You embraced the fact that you've got the freedom to step into the willingness to actually do what's necessary in order to have the results that you want. And we bastardized that message. If you, All you have to do is pretty much go look at any of the marketing that's being done on, uh, on social media or you know, basically in any other place for any kind of coach or self-improvement or, or whatever. And here's what you see. You see people 
insinuating that they could get better results in a shorter period of time and they don't have to do anything for it um, or they have to do very less for it. The, the, you know, the idea is that it's easy, um, that, uh, uh, you know, you're, you, you don't have to sacrifice something in order to get the thing that you want. And I openly will, will tell you that in um, much of my marketing, there is, there is a similar message. And, but here's the reason why. Because people have become to believe, they've come to believe, through the idea of entitlement and people preaching the wrong message that, that it is easy in a way where they don't actually have to put in the effort, the dedication, the discipline, the sacrifice of something of, you know, we have to sacrifice something of a lower nature to gain something of a higher nature. Um, and to do this in a way where we literally transform who we're being. We're, we're looking at ourselves and we're saying, okay, here's the deal. However I was raised, uh, whether it was not any choice of my own or maybe it was just through bad choices or, or, or being lazy, I developed habits that are not getting me what I want. And it, you know, it's, a lot of it is just common sense. If you, want, if you want to get out of debt and make more money, you spend less and you earn more. It's not rocket science. It's that simple. And yet people want to know what's the secret? What's the secret? What's the trick to this? There, there is no trick. It is you spend less and you earn more. If you always earn more than you spend and you do intelligent things with your money, you will build wealth in your life as the majority of human beings see it, where you actually have money working for money in your life. You have enough money so that you can live the lifestyle that you want without actually going broke. There's also something to be said for the skill set behind being able to do that, which allows you to continue to do it for the rest of your life. Um, if you don't have the skill set to do it or you believe that there's some magic out there, which is what so much of the world seems to be falling into, this, this crazy magical thinking that we can get something for nothing, and when we don't get the thing for nothing, we start we walk around and we start pointing fingers and blaming other people because we don't have what we want. And then we start championing all of the people that don't have what they want. And we start creating movements in the world uh, that are based in entitlement and taking from the people that have and giving them to the ones that don't. We continually spread a rabid message of victimization and entitlement and uh, taking the people that have worked really hard and actually done something with shaping their life and just making them flat out wrong or criminal. And it's a, it's a horrible, horrible message. So the marketing, why do we see the marketing do what it does? Because it has to meet people where they are or they can't hear anything, even for the ones that sincerely want to change. You have to speak to those individuals on the level of where they are and what their life experience is. But when it comes down to the significance of what we're going to change, if we're not willing to come to terms with, admit, and be able to start to see that if we have a problem and we continue to complain about this problem, we literally want to stay in the problem, we're never going to change it. 
We will absolutely never change it. Now, when I first changed, I didn't know that. I had absolutely no idea that I was literally hanging on to the problem and the experience that I was in. And every I would sit down every day and I would look at trying to come up with some kind of practical solution. How do I actually get out of this problem that I'm experiencing in my life? How do I change my money around? How do I double my income? How do I get rid of the debt? How do I move into a better neighborhood um, for my family? I was looking at that, but nothing was changing. Absolutely nothing was changing. And nothing was changing because I was holding on to my belief system about why I was in the place that I was in. I didn't realize I was blaming other people for it at the time. I didn't realize that I was coming from this place of entitlement that said somebody should give me something so I could get out of this situation. I didn't know that that's what was going on in my mind. But I think that we have to become absolutely aware that there's this foolishness going on out there where people are complaining and they want their life to change. And not only do they not realize that they really want to be in that place, but they're blaming other people for being in the place probably more than ever. You know, it, it's, in, in my mind, it, it's, uh, it's an evil sin from the pit of hell uh, that people are having this experience. But here's what we have to wake up to. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, you're experiencing it because you want to. Now, that's either a conscious idea or an unconscious idea. But the truth is, you want to be where you are. It may not make sense to you in the moment, but think about it like this. There's a reason that you got into the, excuse me, there's a reason you got into the place that you're into to begin with. It was a series of experiences, a series of learning processes, a series of things that people told you about life, about money, about whatever, and you built a belief system. That belief system then looks for verification of that belief system as you go through life. So everything that we're experiencing, the major error that we make is that we think that the world is happening to us. Uh, the, the experiences that we see are happening to us. And there becomes then a shift in, in empowerment. There's no self-empowerment. The empowerment goes out into the world onto the problems that we see as problems. So we then don't see ourselves as being any part of the problem. Anytime there's a suggestion of change, even if it comes from myself, there's an unknown that goes along with that suggestion, meaning that I don't know what my, I might say I would love to be rich, but if I've never been rich, I don't know what my life would be like if I was rich. Um, I may have some ideas of what it might be like based on how I know the people around me react to rich people or think about rich people or think about wealth or think about capitalism. I may have some fundamental idea of how those people might react or think about it, but I don't really know what my life would be like. I just don't know. In the unknowing of that kind of a major change in decision in a person's life, there is a reasonable amount of uncertainty and fear that goes along with it. The uncertainty and fear is a, is a subconscious process. 
um, the subconscious mind, all it wants to do is to, to keep us alive in the moment so that we can procreate and move the next generation forward. That's really all our subconscious mind. That's the intention of it. How it does is it's a little bit more complicated because it really operates based on pattern recognition. It has a series of, of patterns that are installed in it, like the hard drive of a computer. It's constantly scanning your life for anything that represents those patterns so that it can make sure that you're not dying right now uh, and that you're continuing to move forward. But it doesn't really know anything outside of that pattern recognition. If it doesn't recognize anything outside of that pattern recognition, it also doesn't know that you won't die. So what does it do? It wants to keep you within the, 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 the recognizable state of the patterns that it knows to keep you alive. Now, that would be the subconscious wanting to stay the same. The conscious wanting to stay the same is going to have a lot to do with what other people think, uh, dealing with other people in your life and how they actually think different about what you're doing. It will have to do with saying yes to things that you may be afraid to say yes to, saying no to things that might be difficult for you to say no to because it involves other people that you care about. There could be there could be pure family pressure that goes on with that. And then you have to learn how to set boundaries. So that means that you have to become comfortable with confrontation within your own uh, family, friend, you know, or working environment. And in all of doing that, it becomes very uncomfortable. So instead of actually dealing with it, what we do is we look at the things that we say that we want we find all the reasons why it, we can't, it can't happen, and we never allow ourselves to step into the willingness. It's very rare that a person would step into the willingness because they're so inspired uh, to do something that it causes them to change all of their, all of their old patterns, their, their beliefs, uh, the stories that they tell themselves, the dealing with friends and family that are around them. The thing that typically creates this kind of a change where they're able to, where they step into the willingness so that they become able to, tur to turn their life around is some kind of tragedy in their life, something that goes horribly wrong. When they hit the, the bottom of the barrel with something, they have that dark night of the soul experience where it becomes so painful that the pain of what they're experiencing in the moment supersedes the unknown pain of change to the point where they say, that's it, I'm done. I absolutely will do whatever it takes in order to change my life around. In that moment, that person steps into the willingness. The moment they step into the willingness, they become able. That's it right there. The moment they step into the willingness, they become able. So you have to look at your life and you have to realize something that might be a very hard lesson for you to learn. If you're looking at what it takes to change and you're simply not willing, meaning that you're trying to bargain with your success or you're out and out projecting it uh, as something that you can't control or somebody is at a fault for you being there, you're not willing. You're absolutely not willing, and nothing will change because you lose your ability 
to be, do, or have whatever you want when you're not able. And you're not able because you're not willing. Now, I've told people this for a long time. Sometimes they get it and they go home and they think about it. Sometimes people get angry with the idea. They get angry because if you cannot, you look at it like this, you cannot step into the truth about what it takes for you to change and with, or I should say, without letting go of blaming other people for why you are where you are. You absolutely have to let go of blame of anything or any person if you're going to become able. And that you have to have that's the willingness. You have to be willing to let go of that in order to be able to do it, or you stay right where you are. So it comes down to this. Every person is able, but they cannot step into that ability until they're willing to do whatever it takes in order to become uh, the success or the change that they say that they want to have. And if they're not willing to do it, they're staying where they are because that's exactly where they want to be. So my advice is quit bullshitting yourself and saying you want to be somewhere or you want to do something or you want to change it when you know damn well that you're just not willing to do what it takes. At least admit to yourself so that you can accept some form of responsibility about where you are, and then possibly you'll be able to work on the reality of that at some future time. But for the moment, if you keep living in the delusion where it's somebody else's fault that you are where you are, you're going to stay there for the rest of your life and you don't have a hope in hell of anything changing because you've shifted all of your God-given power onto either external circumstances or another individual or a series of individuals and you have abdicated your own power. You don't have it anymore and nothing's going to change. You have to be, you have to be ready in your life to move into the willing so that you become able to change. And if you're not going to do that, you have to realize you're going to stay broke and miserable, but the only reason that you're doing that is because that's where you want to be. My suggestion to you is find whatever it is inside of yourself that you need to hold on to, to look at your own life and say, no matter what, I'm willing to get out of this victimized way of thinking and actually make a damn difference in my life and also be a difference in the lives of other people. All right, that's it. Hope it helps. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.